With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Rams Up Your Los Angeles Rams podcast. We're a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover just about any SoCal sports team, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans, to Rams Up, your Los Angeles Rams podcast. The main thing we'll be covering this episode is, of course, a preview of the Rams-Panthers game this Sunday at SoFi Stadium. We also have our Rams Up Straight Up game picks, update you on how we did last week and our picks for this week. Get through a bunch of Rams news, and I'm going to focus especially on injuries I could do a whole segment just on injuries, but I'll get through a bunch of information as best I can here. A few items of note first. Jake Funk waved and picked up by the Saints. He's on the Saints practice squad. Probably a direct result of the Rams bringing Malcolm Brown back. Never really got his chance with the Rams except in the preseason. But Jake Funk is out. Malcolm Brown is in essentially what happened here, I think. Rob Havenstein apparently called a meeting for the offensive linemen trying to get their act together. These meetings like this, I guess it's a good thing, but it's kind of a bummer that it's even necessary, right? Hopefully they get things straightened out. That unit has not played well, but man, they have been through so much, so many different lineups, but 
They've given up 84 pressures over the first five weeks, the most ever by a Ram team. So, hey, if a meeting's going to get this thing fixed, I have a feeling we're going to see a shakeup uh, on the starting lineup there, the offensive line. As of Wednesday, McVeigh isn't even sure who the starting left guard and center will be. There's some candidates there. I thought maybe Ode Abushi would get a shot at left guard. Maybe Matt Skura starts at center. Dave Edwards definitely out. Jeremiah Coloni not playing that well, I guess. I wondered if they would maybe move Noteboom to one of the guard positions. He's been struggling. Move Jackson the left tackle. He's been playing well, but he's been playing well at right guard, so I imagine they'll leave him there. Just devastation along that offensive line. We'll see what they come up with this week. So let's run through all these injuries over the course of this short season and try to get you updated as best we can. I'll save the secondary and the offensive line for last, as well as the practice report, the injury report from this Wednesday's practice. We'll start with Van Jefferson, number two wide receiver, hasn't played all year. Rams have really missed him, especially with Allen Robinson struggling. He will be eligible to return for the 49er game. Hopefully he will. Kyron Williams, the rookie running back. Rams seem to really be excited about him, and then he got hurt on his first snap on special teams in the opener. He could potentially return for the 49er game. We really don't know if that's going to happen, but he possibly could. Very little news on him coming out of Rams camp. Daniel Hardy, the rookie defensive end, hasn't played all year. He can return. No update on his injury either. I'm guessing that if they brought Hardy back, maybe that would be the end of Tech McKinley's time with the Rams. Bryson Hopkins, the number two tight end, he is returning for the Carolina game. He missed three games due to suspension. Not sure how much he's going to see the field. I mean, Kendall Blanton's been getting out there, getting used very little though, but Hopkins is a better blocker and Digby banged up. We'll talk about that in a minute. So maybe it's a timely return for Hopkins. He can help along the offensive line in the run game. And we know he's a threat catching the ball. We saw that in the playoffs last year. Bobby Brown, he's also suspended. He's eligible to return after the bye. Now let's take a look at the secondary. But let's take a look at the secondary. Troy Hill, starting cornerback. He's missed the last three games. He could potentially come back for the 49er game after the bye. Now, the next four guys all missed the Cowboy game. Taylor Rapp, starting safety. He's limited in practice this week, so he could return. David Long, another starter. He's missed the last three games, and he is limited in practice, which is a good sign. Could come back. Kobe Durant, he took over for Long. He missed the 49er and the Cowboy game. He's limited in practice, which is an improvement. Maybe we'll see him back. And Jordan Fuller placed on IR. He could come back at the earliest, the Week 9 game against the Bucks. And then Quinton Lake, the rookie safety, he's still recovering from injury. Heard very little about him, hasn't played all year. Let's get into the offensive line here. Brian Allen, the starting center, all-pro alternate last year, hasn't played all year, and he still is not practicing. I'm hoping he's back after the bye for the 49er game. I think he's a guy that maybe we've missed the most. Coleman Shelton, a starting right guard, beat out Logan Bruss. He moved to center when Brian Allen got hurt, and now he's on IR. 
he could come back week 11 versus the Saints, but I don't have a good feeling about him. May not see him the rest of the year. And David Edwards, our starting left guard, missed one game due to a concussion, came back, may have suffered another concussion. That's not a good sign, especially what we saw with Tua. For Edwards and his family's sake, hopefully he stays out until he feels like he's good and ready to go. That could be a while, though. And don't forget Tremaine Ankrum. He took over for Shelton when Shelton moved to center to take over for Allen, and he's out for the year. And then, of course, Logan Bruss mentioned him briefly. Our top draft pick taken in the second round, and he's out all year as well. So (laughs) that is the situation along our offensive line. Who knows what they're going to throw out there on Sunday, no boom returning at left tackle, I assume, even though he struggled. Alaric Jackson and Rob Havenstein, those two guys have played well on the right side. They probably don't want to mess with that. But what do they do? I suspect it might be Abushi and Skura getting thrown out there, or maybe Bobby Evans. Two of those three would be my guess. Other notes from the practice report this week, and this is even more troubling. Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, and Aaron Donald all not practicing on Wednesday, and either was Brandon Powell. Now, my special assistant texted me the moment Cooper Cup came off the field after that long touchdown run, noticed how he was favoring that foot, even though he came back. And same thing with AD. We noticed him having issues with his foot. They were clearly hurt during the game, but came back in. Still kind of odd. We didn't really hear anything about it. At least we didn't until this practice report that came out late Wednesday. Higby's issue is an ankle, apparently, and Brandon Powell, an issue with his hip. Now, on the Saints side, J.C. Horn, their talented cornerback, did not practice, so he's at risk of missing this game. Horn's a big part of what they do on defense, so that would be a big blow to the Saints. So I'll be eagerly awaiting the Thursday and Friday practice reports for an indication if any of these guys are really at risk of not playing, especially Cup. Higby, and Aaron Donald. I have never seen a Rams team go through so many injuries in such a short amount of time. If they can just get through this Carolina game with a win and get healthy over that bye week, oh, isn't this a great time for a bye? Need it badly prior to this rematch with the 49ers. Get some guys healthy, please. We'll be back in a minute with our preview of the Ram-Panther game followed by our Rams Up Straight Up Game Picks. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets. And check this out. Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. How about this NFL Week 5 parlay? Take the Falcons in the points over the Bucks and take the Packers giving up the points against the Giants. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's 
take a look at this week six game. The Carolina Panthers visiting SoFi to take on our Los Angeles Rams. Series record, Carolina actually holds the edge here. 13 wins, 9 losses. Last time they played the 2019 season opener, the Rams won 30-27. Malcolm Brown, of all people, rushed for two TDs in that game. Hey, a repeat performance would be just what the doctor ordered for this struggling Rams offense. Memorable games, not a good memory. January 10th, 2004, in overtime, the Panthers end the Rams season in the playoffs 29-23. That was the 69-yard pass to Steve Smith. He beats Jason Seahorn for the long touchdown, and the Rams are done. Mark Bolger threw for 332 yards in that game, three interceptions. That was the year Carolina went on to lose the Super Bowl. If the Rams had won that game, they might have been right there. You could even say that play to Steve Smith ended the greatest show on turf. I could be wrong on that, but that's one way of looking at it. The Panthers were coached by Matt Rule until Monday morning, that is. He was fired after the 1-4 start, replaced by Steve Wilkes, who was 3-13 and as the Cardinals coach in 2018. They also fired their defensive coordinator, Phil Snow. Baker Mayfield out for this game. Sam Darnold isn't ready to go, so the quarterback will be P.J. Walker, a dynamic player, but his stats are not overwhelming, that's for sure. 73 completions and 128 attempts on his career, 57% completion rate for 790 yards, two TDs, and eight interceptions. And he is a threat with his legs, but it hasn't really come to fruition in the NFL. 12 rushes for 11 yards and four fumbles. Key players on this team, well, we won't talk about Baker Mayfield, obviously. Christian McCaffrey, when he's healthy, Dynamic running back, possibly on the trading block as we speak. Could the Rams be interested? Well, they need guys to block for him first, I think. Their top two receivers, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Now, a lot of people would tell you, hey, DJ Moore is their best receiver, and he probably is. A lot of insiders thinking he may be on the trading block. He's that good, but he's really struggled hooking up with Baker Mayfield 17 receptions on 37 targets for 197 yards. Anderson actually has more yardage at this point, 206. But DJ Moore is a very dangerous wide receiver. Two really good defensive backs, J.C. Horn and Xavier Woods. Woods missed last week, though. And edge rusher Brian Burns, very dangerous, four sacks already. I would be tempted to say the Rams are in pretty good shape as far as quarterback protection in this game. Just take care of Brian Burns, but based on the last two games, not going to go there. Rams need to patch things up and protect Stafford, and Brian Burns will be the first order of business. We already talked about Baker Mayfield and Xavier Woods trying to get healthy. We know about the Rams injuries. There's just too many to talk about. Had a YouTube video the other night addressing that. Quite a list. Uh, it, Rams haven't had to deal with this for a long time. But injuries certainly impact this game more so from the Rams' perspective than the Panthers. Although they are starting their third-string quarterback, so we can't whine too much about injuries. Carolina's 2022 draft picks. 
One worth mentioning, offensive tackle out of North Carolina State, Ikem Ekwonu, and he is starting on the left side for them. They also drafted Matt Corral, the quarterback out of Ole Miss. Ram connections, there's a few. Austin Corbett, the guard. Johnny Hecker, our old buddy, the punter. Will he have a trick play in store for us just for old time's sake? And Corey Littleton, playing linebacker for them. Did not have a good experience in Oakland, and he's moved on to the Panthers. And, of course, out of USC, Sam Darnold, SoCal connection there. Team stats, offensively, they are last in the league, period. And defensively, 13th in yards given up per game, 356 yards. So, obviously, the Rams' defense versus this Panther offense is a big advantage because the Rams' defense has actually been playing pretty well. Odds opened up at 9, 9.5. They're up to 11 last I looked. Panthers come in 1-4, and four, Rams 2-3. and three. What have the Panthers done this year? They opened up with a two-point loss to the Browns at home. Then they lost to the Giants by three. The Saints, they beat the Saints by eight, their lone win. And then they had two straight losses to our NFC buddies, the Cardinals and the 49ers. Let's get right into my fearsome four keys to the game. Fearsome key number one, hey, our offensive line has to show up and play average. That's all, just average. Maybe keep the sack total under four. Can we maybe just give up two sacks? Give Matthew Stafford some time? Allow our vertical threats to get down the field a little bit? Maybe open up some running holes for Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown perhaps? Fearsome key number two, just don't give away any free points. No more of these devastating blunders. Matthew, if you get sacked, hang on to the ball. Let's block on punts. No pick sixes. Just no devastating plays. Just play a fairly clean game. How about that? Fearsome key number three, let's take advantage of our red zone opportunities. I don't feel real confident that that's going to happen from what I've seen so far, but We need to. We need to be efficient in the red zone. Let's put seven on the board instead of three. How about that? And fearsome key number four. How about some takeaways by our defense? Just one, two would be great. Haven't been getting any takeaways. Really makes it tough on our offense as much as they've been struggling. Defense has been playing great. The only knock on them need more takeaways. Now, those are my fearsome four keys, but Really, it comes down to one thing, just no crazy blunders, no devastating plays. If we play a semi-clean game in that regard, we'll beat this team pretty handily, I think. These other things, offensive line play, red zone opportunities, and takeaways on defense, those are things that we want to see happen every week moving forward and improvement in those areas. But we can beat the Panthers just by playing a clean game with no devastating plays like we've seen the last two weeks. My prediction, I'm going to go with the Rams 26, the Panthers 10. The Panthers are going to have a real difficult time scoring, especially if we play a clean game with no devastating plays. Not real confident about our red zone success. That's why I have that odd 26 total for us. Two touchdowns, four field goals, but that'll be plenty to beat the Carolina Panthers 26 to 10. Let's get into our Rams up, straight up 
game picks for week six, but first a look back at week five. Lorenzo, Mike, and I all did pretty well. I was 11 and 5, Mike and Lorenzo 12 and 4. Pete, not a good outing for him, 10 correct and 6 wrong. So, where does that leave us? Mike leading the pack with 50 correct and 30 wrong. Lorenzo right behind him, 49 and 31. I'm one back of Lorenzo, 48 and 32. And Pete, four back of me, 44 and 36. Which hurt me this week. I was the only one that took the Panthers. And I also took the Lions. That hurt. And I'm done with that. No more Lions picks for me. I've learned my lesson. This week, a handful of difficult games. The first one, the Commanders at the Bears. Two bottom feeders, right? I'm going to take Justin Fields and the Bears at home to get it done. The 49ers at the Falcons. Now, I was going back and forth on this one. 49ers really banged up. Jimmy Ward out. Nick Bosa possibly out. Emmanuel Mosley out for probably the year. They got to go across the country to play the Atlanta Falcons. You know, screw it. I'm taking the Falcons. Patriots at the Browns. Browns up and down. Patriots steady as she goes. But I'm going to take the Browns to win this one. Jets at the Packers. These teams are closer than you think. The Jets are capable of beating the better teams in this league right now, they just have to get their footing, get used to winning. But I'm going to take the Packers at home. The next one, one of the tougher games to pick, the Jaguars at the Colts. I've been pumping up the Jags, but they lost to the Texans last week. I was the only one that picked the Colts over the Broncos. And I'm going to roll with the Colts again at home. You know, games like this, divisional rivals, important game. I'll roll with the Colts. Uh, I could very easily get this one wrong. Vikings at the Dolphins. This is a good game. Interesting game. Teams that don't play each other real often. Dolphins coming off a bad loss. Tua is out. His backup, Teddy Bridgewater, is out. The Dolphins right now might be missing Teron Armstead, their offensive tackle, and linebacker Melvin Ingram, and running back Raheem Mostert. But the main thing is a rookie quarterback, Skylar Thompson out of Kansas State, taking the helm for at least one week. I think I'm going to roll with the Vikings. Bengals at the Saints. Saints hammered the Seahawks defense. Bengals, a much more balanced team. They need a win badly. They're two and three, hoping to get back to the playoffs. Saints are still in the hunt, but I don't think they really have hope of doing any damage long term regular season or playoffs. I'll take the Bengals. Ravens at the Giants. Giants are playing some really good football, but the Ravens will be too much for them. Buccaneers at the Steelers. I'll take the Bucs. The Steelers are reeling. The Bucs are overrated. At least I think people still have the Buccaneers rated highly. I don't, but they're good enough to beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Panthers at the Rams. Rams will get healthy in this game. Their offensive line will have some semblance of order, and the Rams get the win. Cardinals at the Seahawks. Another divisional game, uh, you know, that Seahawks defense is starting to show their holes. I, I think the Cardinals win this one. This is a tough one to pick, but I'll go with the Cardinals. Bills at the Chiefs. I'll take the home team. This is a really big game with playoff ramifications, Number one seed possibly at stake down the road. This is a rematch of that playoff game last year, right? The overtime game. 
Bills really have something to prove, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. Cowboys at the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm not sure who's going to play quarterback for the Cowboys. Could be Dak. Could be Rush. Is Dak going to be 100%? Is he going to be in a groove against a good Eagles defense if he does play? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. And Broncos at the Chargers. Chargers are clearly the better team, the better quarterback. Chargers take that one. So that's my Rams up straight up game picks. Pretty tight at the top. Lorenzo, Mike, and I all within two games of each other. Pete bringing up the rear. We'll check in a week from now and see how we did. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes and a link to our YouTube channel. And you can also leave us a voicemail from our website. Don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It's really appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama. Hama.